Hello and welcome to the Trinity Podcast with me, Rob Burkhead. Today's episode is a little different as it's the week before Christmas and I wanted to provide you with something really valuable to get you through the festive period unscathed while still being able to enjoy yourself. In this episode, I ask clients inside of our Fit Over 40 program what their biggest challenges are right now in the run-up to Christmas, and I answered each one in a quick-fire 30-minute session so you'll know exactly how to tackle the next two weeks without it all getting too much, without being a party pooper, and most importantly, without piling on the pounds. So I'm sure there's loads of things you'll relate to in this, from exhaustion in the last week or two of work, to worrying about keeping everyone safe and happy during a COVID Christmas, and to trying to avoid eating all of the quality street and all of the mince pies. So this episode's jam-packed with things you can do right away. So without further ado, let's get straight into it. Let's get into today's episode of the Trinity Podcast. Okay, so we are live. Welcome to tonight's support call coaching call tonight i'm going to do something a little bit different rather than doing a specific topic which i've done the last few weeks talking about christmas and the the sort of different pitfalls you can fall into instead what i'm going to do is i'm going to go through your biggest struggles right now i asked for struggles on workplace yesterday so i'm going to go through each one quick fire round and give you some some ways you can deal with each of those struggles right now because it's a really really important time i know it's really tempting to go sod it i'm exhausted it's been a hard long difficult challenging weird year i'm gonna throw in the towel and i'll I'll start again in january and i'm not saying you shouldn't enjoy yourself over christmas i've talked about that quite a bit but what i am saying is it's still the 15th there's still 10 days till christmas day itself and anything we can do now until sort of christmas eve christmas day time will really really help to minimize the damage and put you in a much better place in January because throwing in the towel right now could still lead to quite a few pounds going on and then being really frustrated in January, losing all that positive momentum. And even if you are struggling right now, getting a bit of momentum back now will make all the difference because if you have more energy at Christmas, if you're feeling better in yourself at Christmas, everyone around you is going to benefit as well. So we're going to get straight stuck into it. You guys on live, so Claire and Debbie as well, if you need, if you, you know, if you have a specific Christmas thing you're struggling with at the moment, Put it in the chat and I'll go through that as well today. So without further ado, let's get straight into, I did just have these up, there we go. Straight into your Christmas struggles. So first one is from Anna Wiley. So her main struggle is not running herself ragged. I completely get this. I'm having a pretty crazy week. Um, Christmas is not a very relaxing time if you run a fitness business because the first half of December a lot of people want to stop and leave and don't want to sign up. So uh, it's, it's kind of a little bit worrying every single year. It's the same. We kind of know, know that's how it is, but it's never that nice when it feels like things are not, you know, slowing down a little bit business wise. Now they're picking up a little bit as we run up to Christmas. Strangely, quite a lot of people have signed up this week um, and people kind of stick around if they've made it this far. But I completely get it because we've got like Christmas cards going out, um, office to ex-clients going out. Um, I'm off to a business seminar tomorrow with Ben, me and Ben are going up to Birmingham for a business seminar as well for, to, to get prepped for 2021. It's not a quiet time by any means. And, um, I think a lot of people I'm speaking to are, you know, coming towards the end of 
work and things are still really, really busy. There's lots of things that haven't been done that it's still got to do. They might even have to carry some of that into the holidays. Some people are trying to get hold of other people, but they're all having to take annual leave because they've not used their leave throughout the year. People I'm working to are in schools. They're in their last week of school. And um, it's always very, very chaotic, even without coronavirus, the final week of school, trying to keep everyone happy in the run up to the Christmas holidays. So whatever your position, I think a lot of people have a lot of reasons to run themselves ragged. And then on top of that, people have got presents to buy. I know a lot of a lot of people buy presents for a lot of other people. I think as men, we can kind of cop out a little bit in my experience. Whereas I know a lot of women will buy presents for a lot of their friends and family friends and family, and they're kind of in charge. At least that's how it worked in my house growing up. My mum did all of that. My dad basically did almost nothing. He'd go to town for one day, buy the first thing he saw, said that'll do, and that's about it, um, if, if that. So there's all the present wrapping, there's organising, there's making sure the food's all ready. And really what I'd say for this one is just remember to put yourself first, before you go and do all of that, because all of that stuff's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. You're gonna get the presents bought. You, if you forget someone, it's probably because they weren't that important, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, if you forgot something. But create, for these things, create a list. These are the people who need to buy off, tick them off as so they go. It's not that complicated, but a lot of people don't do this. If you keep everything in your head, you're gonna run yourself ragged because you can only process so much. Get it out of your head, get it onto paper, have a plan and simplify it as much as possible. If someone is is maybe don't know if they need a present, just don't get them something. Like no one really remembers. Like I don't remember most of the presents I got from sort of more distant relatives or things like that last year because you know they just they don't have that much time to think about it. I got a pair of socks for me. It's like, oh that's nice. It's fine. I could have bought myself some socks though. It's obviously nice to receive gifts and all of that, but it's not essential. It's not gonna change someone's life that much. Most of the time, obviously, if you're giving to someone who's really in need, maybe. So just remember, write all that stuff out. Remember to, to look after yourself first. It's something a lot of mums I work with struggle with. But no one else is going to do that throughout this time. The only person that can remember to do that is you. And all the main thing I take away is all the other stuff will take care of itself. You will get the food done and it will be fine. Again, I don't really remember what we ate last year. It was probably quite nice. But if there was an element missing, I'm none the wiser. So do your own stuff first, get your own stuff done first, because no one else is going to prioritize you. The rest of the stuff will take care of itself. You will get your work done. You will get your um, presents bought. They will get wrapped at some point. My mum used to wrap all her presents on Christmas Eve every single year, probably still does. Um, if you're really organized, that's great. But just space it out because it's going to happen. The only thing that won't happen on its own is probably your fitness stuff. So it may take a bit of effort at the moment, but plan those workouts in, get them done because you'll feel great for doing it. You'll be in a much better place. You'll have limited the damage and all the rest of the stuff will take care of itself. So that's why I'd say to that one. And just remember like what are you trying to achieve by this? Running yourself ragged is probably not going to achieve that much in the grand scheme of things. Yes, it's nice to have a nice Christmas, but the things people really look forward to are just having some time off, unwinding and maybe doing a few nice activities together like going on a family walk if you can do stuff like that i know it's a weird year i'm not seeing my family personally um well i'll see them in the garden but i'm not going in the house with them but that's up to you guys but running yourself ragged won't achieve much and at the end of the day look christmas is for you to enjoy too you don't have to feel guilty for that even if you've got kids and stuff 
So do take that break. I think people need a break more than ever. You will know if you need that. And most of the people I'm speaking to need that more than ever. So what's the worst that's going to happen? That would be the other way I'd flip it on its head. If you didn't do absolutely everything you've kind of put on your plate, what's the worst that's going to happen if you didn't do that work over the holidays and you waited till January and you told those people, I'm sorry, you're going to have to wait. People are on leave or whatever. I can't get it done right now. What's the worst that's going to happen? Probably they, they're a little bit irritated, but it still happens in January. What's the worst that happens if you miss a present? Probably the person was none the wiser. Maybe they're moaning a little bit. What's the worst that will happen if you don't have a certain element of your Christmas dinner? Again, probably most people have been none the wiser. They might say, oh, why don't we have that? And we say, oh, I couldn't get it. We'll get it next year. The reality is it's never that bad. Whereas running yourself into the ground is going to be pretty unpleasant. And it's your choice to be happy every single day, to feel good every single day. And no one else is going to do that for you. So do look after yourself first and everything else will take care of itself. Okay, next one. I know Claire's put one in as well. So in fact, let's jump into that now since you're on live, Claire. So whenever you come on these live, you are going to be the priority. So Claire said, what is your recommendation if you're in a situation where there are no alternative options or choices, food or drinks, if out and about, or there are other options, but they're equally as bad? I hope you understand what I'm asking. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's, it's quite common that there, there's, uh, the one thing I'd say, Claire, is there's, there's almost always going to be a better option. It might just not be that obvious to you, which is might take a bit of thinking or try and think what myself or Ben would say, because... I'll give you an example. Let's say you go to a pub and there's like fish and chips and there's steak and chips and there's burger and chips. And then there's a really boring salad, which you probably don't want. Or it could be a Caesar salad, which is actually going to be pretty high in calories anyway. What I would do is I just go, OK, these are my options. How can I make these options a little bit better? Maybe I go, can I not get the chips and can I get mash? Might be slightly better, might not be if they load it with butter. Or can I not get the chips and get rice? Might be a bit boring. I'll go, can I get the burger, but I don't want the bun? So I have the burger, I have the chips, but I have no bun. Or I go, okay, can I get the fish and chips, but I'm going to cut the batter off it? And um, I'm not going to have mayo because that's high in calories. I'm just going to pick ketchup. There's always a better option. It's just whether you want to make it or not. And quite a lot of the time when we're not taking it, it's because we don't truly want to take it. So just understand there is always a better option. If, if it's drinks and people say, what drink do you want? A glass of wine, 200 calories, 210 calories. If you buy the whole bottle, you're probably going to drink half of it with someone or the whole thing. That's going to be 350 calories each. If you drink half each, that's a lot of calories. Whereas if you go, I'm going to get a gin and tonic um, with a slimline tonic, which makes a massive difference. That will be 55, 60 calories for a single. So I get single gins. I can have five single gins. no seven single gin and tonics with a slimline tonic for one half bottle of wine. And you're probably not going to drink seven. You can have those long gins. You can enjoy them. You might have three. It's still miles, miles better in terms of calories than having that whole bottle of wine. Prosecco is a little bit lower in calories as well. So you could get Prosecco instead of wine. If you're not sure, type both into my fitness pal, look at what's lower, pick that one. So there's always going to be a healthier option, even if it doesn't look like it. If you're, let's give you an example. If you're in a kebab shop, um, even in a kebab shop, you can usually get shish kebab. Don't know why you've been in a kebab shop, but you might be. So you can get proper chicken or you can get the thing off the elephant's leg, they call it, the, the donna, that's it. Get the proper chicken. Say I'm not going to have any, any calorific sauce. 
um, and, and have that with the lettuce and a bit of pizza. Like that's going to be way less calories again. So it's kind of just educating yourself what's in stuff and then choosing the one that's going to be a bit lower. So really it's about realizing that it's never black or white. There's, there's this whole scale and it's still worth shifting along that scale to, to a better choice. There's never a perfect choice and there's never a, an absolute terrible choice for some person that might be the best choice. But for you, there's going to be better choices and choices that are going to lead you further away from your goals. So most of the time, pick the better choice. Christmas Day and Boxing Day, have whatever you want. That's what I would go with. Now, the hardest one is if you're eating, the, the one last thing I'll say is if you're eating at a friend's house or family and they're providing everything, it's a little bit trickier. But again, you might have a say, they say, do you want a glass of wine? And go, oh, do you have any gin and tonic? Do you have any slimline tonic or bring it with you? Because then that will absolutely be an option. Say, I've given you, a, here's, a, here's a gin, here's a slimline tonic. Um, obviously these are gifts, um, but we, we can have them tonight. And then say, oh, I actually, you know, I'm off wine at the moment. It's not sitting well with me. You can make something off if you want. Can I have the gin? Can I just have a, a small gin or whatever? Again, see what options are available to you. If they've made something that's really calorific, see if you can have a little bit less or avoid the thing that's the most high in calories. And as long as you limit that time. So if you were to stay with someone for two nights, three nights, whatever you're allowed to in Christmas, as long as before it, you're not taking liberties. And as soon as you're done, you come back, you go, right, plan a workout for the day and back, get straight back into it again. The damage is always pretty small. It's only when it becomes about three days you stayed with them, plus another week, plus another week, of just doing whatever you want that it really throws everything you know out of whack and you start to really gain the pounds so box it in to that event make decisions where you can if you can't don't beat yourself up but be honest with yourself and then get straight back to after so hope that helps claire next one dorothy frizzell not eating the quality streets well i know that's kind of a humorous one um Quality Street, I think, are pretty average. I have to say they're, they're always around at Christmas at my family's. I'm not going to be with them, so I don't think that'll be really tempting anyway. But again, have a game plan for that one. So don't eat Quality Street every day. Maybe don't eat it until Christmas Day or Boxing Day, and at least then it's boxed in again. It's not going to be that big a problem. It's only if you start eating Quality Street now from the 15th of December, and you've got 10 days till Christmas to eat it, then afterwards and you eat it the whole next week. How much extra enjoyment are you really going to have out of having Quality Street every single day? Probably not that much in reality. So I would just have some ground rules say, I'm not having them till I'm off or I'm not having them till this day. Um, and then just pick a couple that you like and, and hand it on. Don't have the tin of quality street in your kitchen on the side. That is any strategy, you know, like that. Don't have mince pies piled up on the side, quality street on the side, because no one needs that really. Um, at least until the last minute, because... You're going to eat them if they're on the side. You're going to graze. I'm the same. We've we've actually done a blanket ban on chocolate. Me and my girlfriend. Um, we've got we went away last weekend. We're going away this weekend. Although this weekend it's self catered, so we're not really going to eat that different anyway. But last weekend we had a few meals out. Um, but in between, we've done we've not ordered any chocolate or had any chocolate um, in the house, and it's really really helped because we've if it's there, we'll still eat it. I'm a fitness coach. I'll still eat it if it's in the cupboard. Um, and I don't even love chocolate that much, but I still find myself eating it. So the best thing to do, control your environment. Don't bring it in until the last minute. If someone's given you a tin of Quality Street, put it in the cupboard, out of sight, out of mind, or even wrap it up. Just get it out of the way and then bring it out on Christmas. Don't bring it out now. 
If it's out now, put it away. Not that hard. Uh, Susanna Runnicle said tiredness. Now, this is a great one. Um, tiredness can be a real killer in terms of energy. Once your energy comes down, your willpower comes down with it. And once that willpower starts to wane, obviously, then you start making poorer decisions, especially if you haven't set your environment up for success. So I know I talk about this a lot. The only reliable thing is to set your uh, environment up for success. So not having too much temptation around um, that's reliable regardless of willpower. Willpower only works when you have a lot of energy and you're feeling motivated, which isn't all the time. Not for me, not for anyone. So controlling that tiredness, thinking about what can you do, this is what I'd ask yourself, Susanna. So saying, okay, I'm getting tired. I've got this high workload, which is the same, you know, as I said, I was working till quite late. Well, pretty much till 10 p.m. last night, which is long for me. Um, and getting up and going to the gym at 6.30 in the morning. So it's a really long day without really many breaks. Same today, one of our, well, our only full-time team member who's not me and Ben, Yaz is off at the moment because he's got to use his holiday up. So we're covering for him as well. It's pretty crazy. I know if I keep going on like this, it's not sustainable. So I've got two long days and then I'm going to have some, some easier days towards Friday because I know if I don't manage my energy, everything will go out the window. So I need to have a hard stop on work from tomorrow. Um, I'm having an easy day tomorrow. I've got some of the day off, um, although quite a lot of traveling, but Thursday, Friday, I'm going to keep very, very simple. Um, and then the weekend we're going away um, to a cottage. So we're going to rejuvenate then as well. So I'm always trying to think, how do I, how can I manage my energy better? Is it to get more sleep? Do I have a power nap in the day? Um, do I need to avoid things like sugar, which we have cut out, as I said, we've kind of done a plan for two weeks because that will create an energy roller coaster. I haven't been drinking much. I had a little bit at the weekend, but in the week, nothing at all. Um, and it'll be the same this weekend. I don't really drink that much because I know, again, it will really crash my energy the next day or two. So I don't want that. So think about what can you do to manage your energy? There's always something, whether it's not watching TV. So like whether it's putting your phone in a different room in the evening, like I've got... Um, one of my clients, Julie, has got an, an, an old phone that she uses now as an alarm. She puts her other phone out of the room, um, her smartphone, and she started reading her Kindle before bed instead. And she said that's completely transformed her sleep routine. So that could be an option as well. And then the other thing is if you're not act active, if you're just sat at a desk all day, your energy will be worse because you're supposed to move and your body isn't um isn't kind of revving up and doing workouts and things like that, you actually will feel tired as well. So you do want to be staying active. Um, it's just a finding why that balances, but three times a week should actually help your energy, not hinder it. But the simplest things for energy are sleep and nutrition. So making sure you're eating proper meals three times a day. Um, even if that breakfast is like a smoothie or something, which is what I do, that will keep your energy consistent, making good food choices and then getting seven to eight hours of sleep a night. They're the fundamentals. If that's not happening, look at why that's not happening. Could be workload, could be something else and change what you can with that. Because it's a slippery slope. That's the last thing I'll say on this, actually. It's a slippery slope I see of people overworking, which means they're working late, which means they then don't sleep well, they're tired, and then they don't, they're don't. they not actually productive at work. So they're struggling through the next day, surviving on coffee and all the rest of it. They're unproductive. They're not making great decisions. They're making mistakes, which then they have to clean up. And then they get to bed even later. And then it's this downward spiral of less and less and less and less energy, less and less and less and less productivity, poor and poorer food choices. And then it just keeps descending down and down and down. 
So at some point you have to hit reset. It's not something you can ease out of. You just got to go today. I'm finishing at six, closing my laptop, turning it off, going home from work, whatever's not done is not done. What's the worst can happen? Probably not that bad. Um, and I'll, I'll get a proper rested night and then I'll deal with it tomorrow and you'll feel so much better for it. That actually answered the next one as well. So Mandy Burns said, lack of sleep, end of semester stress. Um, I know we spoke today anyway. Um, Hazel Buttery said, trying to understand why so many people can't follow COVID restrictions. Okay, quick answer to that one. It's probably a waste of your energy trying to understand other people's reaction to this because I get it. As I said, I'm not seeing my family I haven't really been, I don't think, breaking these rules, um, not in a significant way as far as I know, but you can't control other people and you will waste a lot of energy trying to control other people, which will then impact on your own health, your own fitness, your own decisions, and you'll get yourself all worked up. And the reality is you can't change what they're going to do. That's the government's responsibility. It's the law. But if they don't do it, it's annoying, but it's probably not the end of the world. It is, I mean, it, you know, it could be if the pandemic spread like crazy. But again, my take on it is people are going to do, you know, people don't follow lots of rules. They go over the speed limit, they um, take drugs, they will. There's probably lots of other laws that are very simple that I can't think of that people break regularly. Um, and the COVID things aren't even laws. They're kind of like guidelines, right? So some people are going to bend them. Some of them are in the law, some of them are not but it's a lot of energy wasted about something you can't control. So I'd think about what's within your sphere of control and focusing on that, because if it's outside your sphere of your control, it's going to be extremely draining and extremely tiring, and it's not really going to achieve anything. And then you'll have less energy to actually put into what you can control, whether it's your health and fitness, your work, your family, the things that truly really matter to you spent worrying about these things outside of your control. So the only thing you can control about external people and events is really your reaction to it. So you can control what you do and stay, what Byron Casey says in, in Loving What Is Her book, you stay in your own business and not worry about other people's business. And um, that will mean you have way more energy to focus on your own achievements, your own life. So yes, it's annoying. By all means, if you're, if you're um, week five onwards on the program, do thought transformers on it. So the mindset stuff that will really help with this kind of thing. Listen to Loving What Is by Byron Katie. It's all about kind of managing your reaction to, to external things and people. Um, and just, yeah, focus on what you can control. That would be my main thing through this. So make sure you and your family are safe and what everyone else does, you know, it's, not, it's their prerogative, really. It's not going to help much worrying about it or getting annoyed at them. Chris said, staying focused on my fitness goals. So... I know it's difficult. I know there's a lot of distraction. It kind of comes back to what I said at the beginning. What I would do is just set a really short-term goal. That's the one thing I'd say for this, Chris, is set a short-term goal for now to the end of the year. Like, what do you want to achieve by then? And that, the achievement may well be, I don't want to gain any weight by then. I want to be the same way I am now on the 15th of December as I am on the 1st of January. 1st of January, everyone naturally feels more motivated. It's starting to get ever so slightly lighter. It's like it's a new year. Everyone around us is more motivated. Christmas is over. All those sort of Christmas foods are out the window. It's easier for everyone. So I'm not saying it's easy now, but set yourself a goal and just focus on that short-term goal. That's why I think it works best for now. And then what we're going to do actually on the 30th of December, I'm going to put a post up this week, is I'm going to actually host a goal getting. I'm going to call it goal getting, not goal setting, because... 
I think a lot of people do this wrong, but I'm going to host this goal getting workshop inside this community. Basically, instead of this training on the on the Tuesday, it's going to be on the Wednesday. And it's going to be a couple of hours about how to set goals for 2021. And between now and then, just focus on what you want to achieve by the end of the year, whether that's just maintaining. It's okay to maintain because as long as you stay in the same place, you can lose, you can lose, you can lose. Maintain through, through Christmas and then keep going towards your goal. You're not actually any further away from your goal. And it may well be more motivating to have an achievable outcome than to try and set this outcome of I'm going to lose loads of weight through Christmas. And then that just feels completely unachievable. So I hope that helps. That's what I'd say for that one, Chris. Um, Melissa says, lack of sleep, constant uh, concerns with children <clears throat> and staff at work, teenage daughter isolating, endless cakes, chocolate biscuits at work, attempting to stay positive. So it's kind of a combination of everything I've said there. Um, with the COVID concerns at work, focus on what has happened, not what might happen, because if you can do, if you need to do con some contingency planning, that's fine, create a plan. But otherwise it's, you know, just worrying about it and not coming up with any sort of strategy is not really very productive. So either come up with a strategy for it, I probably would do that in fact, contingency plans, and then outside of that, focus on what you can control, like I said before. And then the cakes and chocolate biscuits at work, do what you can to stay away from it, because I do think this is a this is a pandemic that's, but or no, it's probably pandemic around the world that's not recognised very well. You know, the impact of it is is workplaces having all of this junk food in them constantly, especially schools and hospitals. I hear a lot because this food really messes up people's energy levels. You create a sugar roller coaster of energy spike when you eat it, energy crash afterwards, and then you want more, which also creates people, you know, means people more likely to be overweight and unhealthy, which means they have less energy. They're carrying out around a load of excess weight. You know how heavy your kettlebells are. If you're carrying a couple of stone, you're carrying that 12 kilo kettlebell around with you all day. That would be exhausting. And that's effectively what's happening. So I'm pretty, you know, I'm going on a rant on this, but I'm pretty passionate about that. This is completely ridiculous. I know when I worked in my, not my last, the, the full-time job before last, they would, we were quite a healthy team. Luckily I worked in an investment bank for one summer just because I was broke after my engineering placement um, where they paid me minimum wage. But in that job, I'd bring in, I, you know, if it was my birthday or they would, they would make me bring something in for some reason, I can't remember why um, last day or something like that. I'd bring in, grapes and nuts and a meat selection or something like that which is a little bit healthier so i was like i'm not i'm not going to bring cakes in i think it's nonsense because if everyone does it on their birthday then we're going to eat cake all year round really not that great for you really poor for your energy levels and productivity and everyone's eating all this stuff so yeah try and avoid it stay away from it if you can it's just one more week for most people not even that like three days um it will have an impact but if you can stay away from it that's the easiest thing so if you're, you can keep out your office or your area that's going to really help if it's in the staff room avoid that when you can if you're in meetings you're in charge don't bring it into the meetings it's not necessary there's probably already too much for everyone attempting to stay positive i think that's an interesting one like again set a goal that feels realistic that will help with that but really, I try and stay neutral. Everyone thinks that you should stay positive. I could do a whole session on this, and I have done before. Everyone wants to avoid being negative and stay positive. And the reality is, if stuff's hard, it's okay to acknowledge this is hard because then you actually might change what you're doing because you've acknowledged it's hard. Whereas if you're just like, 
it's hard, but you're going la 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 I'm in the in the clouds. It's all positive. It's all great. I'll be fine. When actually you're really struggling and really exhausted, that's not a useful place to be in. Just like the negative one of oh, it's all impossible. I might as well eat all the crap. That one is also not a useful place to be in. If you can be in the neutral place of this is exhausting. It's really tiring. I'm pretty run down. I need a break. That's the fact. I can feel that my energy levels are low. But what that then get, allows you to do is go. I'm not living in the fairies. <clears throat> I'm also not going to throw in the towel. I'm going to be in the middle and just go, right, what's, what can I do that's going to be productive? So you don't need to stay positive. Everyone thinks that's what you're going to do. I personally don't think that's very useful. Don't see it works that much better than negativity. Stay neutral and then make a, a logical decision from there. You might need to set more realistic targets this week. You might need to change your schedule this week. You might need to not watch TV in the evenings and go straight to bed. It might be some simple change like that, but you can only see that from that neutral grounded place. But if you keep getting lack of sleep, it's gonna catch up with you. Like there's nothing you can do about it really. It messes up your hunger hormones, messes up your productivity. It's something you can't shortchange and get away with it. It's gonna have an impact on your health. Wendy said, planning my time properly so I can get everything done that I need to this week. I've prioritized the workouts though. Brilliant work, Wendy. If the struggle is planning it, just go through it in a bit more detail. Plan out your week really, really thoroughly um, and make sure everything's in there with a bit of buffer time. And that should help. Bushra said, all the above, uh, as I'm, and as I'm getting bored indoors all the time, I have a real bad habit of just binging on anything I can get my hands on. So look, you've kind of answered that one for yourself, Bushra. You're getting bored of being indoors all the time. Well, go outside more if you can. Most people can. I don't know if you're isolating or something. I may have missed that. You didn't put that in your post. But if you're isolating, obviously, that's pretty crap. Get something to do. Pick up an old hobby again. Start playing an instrument. You know, I know I know this sounds cliched, but I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's not at all, but get something to do so you're not just going to snack. I got this for my birthday, and I love doing it. It's very simple. Lego Porsche model. I'm a big Porsche fan. Um, but... You know, things to keep you busy. I'm collecting my bike. I've just got access to a store covered here. So I have something I love to do to keep me active. If you don't have anything interesting to do other than eat, you're going to eat. So you need to make sure you actually have some interesting things to do. It could be studying a new course. It could be um, getting a new book. It depends on what you're into. It could be painting, it could be knitting. Anything to keep you busy will make a massive difference. And if it's because you're not getting outdoors, planning to walk every single day. I went on a walk with the dog today at lunch and I felt so much better for it. I've had a really busy day. I've not stopped literally since that i've still got a call after this i've also got to go to the post office after this so it's not like there's loads and loads of time um not post office drop off point for some post work stuff but it, as i said all the other stuff will take care of itself the stuff that doesn't take care of itself is looking after you you have to actively do that and i find the other stuff takes care of itself and then the other thing is if you don't have it there you won't eat it if it's in the house you will eat it if you have low willpower you're bored you're emotional so don't have it in the house until the last possible moment. It's not helping anybody, especially you. Claire says, fitness struggle. This is the last one I've got currently, unless Debbie's put one in. Debbie, if you need anything or you know, you've got a struggle, put that up in the chat as well. Claire said, I love the list training. So this is the low impact strength training that we do, but I really struggle to train first thing in the morning between 6 and 9 a.m. This week, I've not had a chance to train late morning when I feel more awake and up for it. I've not got a session in in the day and I felt so disappointed. 
So it's about figuring out when works for you and also understanding yourself. Like I, I, I actually enjoy training, but most of the time, if I'm training on my own or from home, I don't want to do it. Like I don't feel motivated to do it, but I do know this. I do know if I get through the warm up, and I, I don't have a video to watch like you guys, which is a bit easier. I do know if I get started, I usually enjoy it more once I've started. So for me, it's about get making that getting started bit really, really easy. So it's about putting all my gym stuff out. So it's all here the night before. So I put it on my hooks here, or I put it on my gym bag. Um, all there. So when I wake up, it's the first thing I walk out. I walk out the bedroom, get up at 6.30, walk out the bedroom, I see it there. So I take that to the bathroom. I'm literally, I'm a terrible, I'm like, I don't like these sort of phrases, like I'm not a morning person because that then leads you to that behavior. But I'm really not an awake person in the morning. I always have an alarm. My girlfriend always has to kick me in the back to get me out of bed. I'm always like, I can barely see. It's not best because I do then drive to the gym, but I can barely see for about, you know, hard 20 minutes in the morning. I'm almost going on autopilot, like brushing my teeth, putting my gym stuff on, like really staggering around, really struggling. Like I'm, I'm that kind of person that is just not awake. But I know once I start moving, it will flush all those hormones out that make me groggy. It will wake me up and I'll get going. So I have my kit there. If I was doing it from home, load the video up on your phone the night before. So it's the first thing you see when you unlock it. Set your alarm, have your gear there. So it's literally all, all the procrastination goes out the window if you've already made that decision. And then the last thing is just understanding, you know, how you want to feel afterwards and thinking of that rather than thinking, oh, I've got to get started. Oh, it's so difficult. Like all that time you spend procrastinating means that you could have probably done half the workout already. Whereas if you have all the gear there, you've put it all on and you just, just go and just try and not listen to that voice in your head. We all have that voice in the head that's going to be like, oh, I can't be bothered today. I don't feel like it. I feel tired. I'll just do it tomorrow. I'll just do it later. Like I have that as well. Trust me, I did the. I worked out from home every day during the first lockdown and the second one. And most days I don't feel like it. That's one of the reasons I drive to the gym is because I'm kind of there and I'm like, oh, I have to do it now. Um, but throughout my lockdowns, obviously I haven't been able to do that. So I've just got to make it as easy as possible. So remove the barriers, put your stuff there, get it all ready. And then it's not so difficult. Then you just have to start. And the more you get in a habit of it, the more, you know, the easier this will get, the stronger that muscle will get. That means you'll just take action in spite of how you feel, because you're not always going to feel motivated. You're not always going to feel like it, but you will always feel good after doing it pretty much always. So build that habit. And if you miss a day, don't miss the next day. That's the last thing I'd say. If you miss a day, do not miss the next day. Make it non-negotiable, because if you miss twice, that's when you start to lose motivation. You start to lose momentum, sorry, and motivation. And once you start to lose that momentum, it feels like a really hard thing to get it moving again. If you can just keep up that momentum, never miss twice. So if you miss once, do it the very next day as soon as possible. It'll never become that hard. It's only when you start missing and you start missing again, then you lose trust and faith in yourself. That's what self-esteem is. You lose self-esteem and trust in yourself by breaking that trust with yourself. You're breaking that trust because you had that commitment. You said you were going to do it and then you didn't do it. You break that trust every single time you do that. And then you lose momentum, you lose faith, you lose hope. Whereas if you go, okay, I missed it, but I'm not going to miss it tomorrow or I'm going to do it tonight. Put the gym gear on and get going. You'll feel so much better for it. You'll start to rebuild that trust. And that's how you build your self-esteem. It's just by saying, I'm going to do it. And then you did it. I'm going to do it. And then I did it.
So hopefully that helps, Claire. Putting the gym stuff out and loading it up on your phone is like, the, it sounds really minor, but it makes a huge difference. Debbie said, I've been pretty strict with myself lately, but will struggle over the main days of Christmas. I'll still track everything, so hopefully it won't be too bad. Look, I wouldn't be too worried about that. Two, three days is never going to set you back very far. It's more for me, it's just about getting to Christmas and then having a plan for when you're going to get straight back on it again, like all out. So I'll get to Christmas. This is my plan. Get to Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Boxing Day, have whatever you want. If you don't want to exercise, don't have to exercise. I probably will do something, um, but we'll see. And then, well, I definitely will. <laughs> Not, it probably won't be weights. I'll probably do a run or something like that with my girlfriend and then um, get straight back to it as soon as you can. So I'll be going back to the gym as soon as the gym is reopened and doing my workouts again, just like you guys have your workouts. So it could be on the 27th, 28th. I'm not actually sure on the exact date. Um, but I think it'll be on the Monday. We'll be straight back onto that. So not taking too long off, having a plan for when you're going to get back on um, and leaving it to the last possible moment to kind of relax. And then do, do take a day or two off. Give yourself that break. You probably need it. It'll never be as bad as you think if it's just a couple of days and then just don't let it go on for too long. So that's what I'd say. Yes, I hope this helped you guys. Um, have you got any more questions for me today? Claire, I know you had a couple of great questions, Debbie, as well. I think that's the end of the, that is the end of the struggles people have put up on, um, on workplace. Let me just see if anyone's listening live on there. No, that is it. So guys, if you need help with anything else, do post it up now. Otherwise, what I want you to do is just write all good into the chat just so I know that you're happy. I tried to keep it very quick and quick fire. I didn't, I did actually have, I've got my pen all loaded up in my whiteboard, but I haven't, haven't used it because that would have slowed me down a little bit. Claire said, thanks Rob, really insightful. Have a great week and weekend, all good. Thank you very much, you too. Glad it's been helpful. And as I said, I'll put the post up into Workplace to so keep an eye out for this goal-getting training. It's going to be on the 30th of December this year. Um, it's a Wednesday night. It will be a couple of hours. And um, we'll really get into what you want to achieve in 2021 and how to avoid the things that usually trip you up so you can see even better results in 2021 in all areas of your life. So... That wraps it up. Debbie says, all good. Brilliant. Great to see you on again, Debbie. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week as well. We'll still be um, on as normal next Tuesday. That'll be my last session before Christmas. So I will catch you guys then. Have a great rest of your week. So thank you for listening to today's episode of the Trinity Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to hit that subscribe button inside your podcast app so you don't miss future shows. And also please leave us a quick review. It only takes two minutes. We do all of these shows completely for free to help you. So we'd really appreciate a quick review if it's helped you at all. So thank you again so much for listening and we'll catch you next week for the next episode of the Trinity Podcast.